Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. All right, adventurers, it is Thursday night, which means that it is time for the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And it is, uh, it's been actually two weeks since the last episode. I was having uh, uh, throat <laughs> cold issues and didn't want to get on a microphone and sound like a frog and barely be able to talk <laughs> while uh, doing our patron episode this last week. Um, and Bribwan actually just jumped off. Uh, hopefully he comes back. But we are here with our patrons. Okay, good. He's still here. Uh, we're here with our patrons, me and Lotus of Doom. This is Robots, your host. And we are live Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash robots radio to chat with our wonderful patrons, means our big supporters of the show, our tier four patrons about our favorite side quest today. So let's just I, I need to introduce Lotus. Lotus, how's it going, buddy? How are things? Uh, things are pretty good. Things are pretty good. I'm actually kind of glad that last week's episode got postponed because i was away for my anniversary so i wouldn't have been able to make it either but now i get to hang out yeah yeah so it kind of worked out um i'm i apologize for missing a week i I always try the best i can not to do that i considered putting out a kind of half-baked little episode kind of tied things over but decided that we'll just we'll just wait we'll do a real official episode these episodes usually go long anyway so it's kind of almost like a double episode but um yeah, so we got that going on. And before we dive into all of our patrons, I would want to remind people that um, although Lincoln isn't here this week with us, he is heading up some new events for our guild, the Lorecasters. So if you are a part of the guild, if you're on the PC side of the guild or if you are in on one of the console sides of the guild, then definitely check in. Check out the uh, notifications that are showing up in Elder Scrolls Online or on the Discord to see if you can join in any of the events. I believe right now the conversation is, say, World Boss Runs on Tuesdays will be a thing. So check in. This may be updated by the time this actually comes out. Um, but here, let's just let's jump into our patrons. We have I'm going to go alphabetically down the list. Uh, some of these regular faces you will have heard or voices you will have recognized. We have Bob. Bob. Bob, I call wow. you Bod. Bod, I'm gonna call wow. you Bod from now on because you're so <laughs> yeah, you're so like, ripped. Bod Jinsky. So where's the beach over there, dude? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. Bob, how's Perfect. it going, buddy? Good. Heck, uh, you know, glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. And then uh, Brib one's back. What's up, Brib? How are you guys doing? Good, good. How are you? How, it's been a little while. Yeah, it's it has been a little while. It's good to be back. I've still been listening to things and watching things and playing ESO, but now I finally got some time to, to come out and chat with you guys. 
Awesome. I'm glad I'm glad you're able to join us and I'm glad you've continued to keep supporting us even when you can't be here. But uh, it's especially fun when you get to join us for the conversations, because um, you've you've uh, as you've proven in some of our previous episodes with some of our quizzes and things, you've got a good a good mind for the lore and, and conversations about this stuff. So it's always exciting for me to be able to talk with you about that stuff, too. And then returning Kung Fu Kangaroo. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? How are things? How have things been for the last month? Uh, you know, I too was sick recently. Um, I had to take a few days off of work this week uh, because I was afraid that uh, I might have had COVID. Oh, no. um, but thankfully, I got my test result back today. It's negative. Very thankful nice. for that. So, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I didn't have, yeah. I didn't really have the COVID symptoms, so I wasn't too worried about it. It was more of just like a, a you know, lost my voice for a few days. But, um, but yeah, that's, it was kind of just like a nose and throat thing. But I'm glad. I'm glad you're not dealing with that. That's definitely yes, no good. Yes. And can have lasting repercussions. But um, yeah, if you are out there dealing with that or you have family members, you know, uh, my thoughts go out to you. Hope you hope yeah, you are best wishes doing it's, the best and getting uh, through it. Um, it is it is not a joke. But um, let's talk about some happier things. We've got to uh, bring this around to Elder Scrolls and talk about some of our favorite side quests. So, and this, uh, one of the questions came up before in the pre-chat. Um, Lotus asked the question, is a DLC a side quest or is that a main quest? And we decided before we came out for the show that DLCs can be included as side quests because they're not part of the main storyline of the main section of the game. They're added on. So technically we would consider them side quests. So who would like to go first? I'm just going to open this up. Does anybody want to jump in and share some thoughts on some favorite side quests? I can, I'll, I can volunteer to go last. Bob wants to go last. All right. Kung Fu. <laughs> Kung Fu. Why don't you kick it off, off for us? Sure. Sure. Uh, so I was thinking about my favorite side quests for a while. Uh, and honestly, I think, you know, I, it's funny because most of my characters, right, are, are these guys that charge in there with a battle axe and uh, just, you know, very confrontational, <laughs> uh -huh. not stealthy. And yet, my favorite side quests in the whole Elder Scrolls ser series are probably the Thieves Guild ones from Skyrim and the College of Winterhold ones from Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, I just think that from a storyline perspective, those are so cool. Like they're so immersive. They feel so different too. Like both of those quest lines do. Yeah. And, yeah. So you know, the whole dynamic with Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep I'm keep sorry. going. I was I was gonna I was, I was just gonna say I was gonna frame it a little bit, but go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say like the the whole um dynamic with the the villain. I can't remember his name for some reason right now. It's uh, uh Naramo? the villain from in the mages one? Yeah, from Yes. Oh, Arcano. Yeah. Or Arcano. Whatever. That's Arcano. what it was. Arcano. Yeah, Arcano. Naramo's in Elder so, Scrolls Online. Arcano. Yes. 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 Arcano. <laughs> yeah. Very different people. Uh, <laughs> Arcano was a pretty compelling villain for me, and maybe that that it could also be because I just I really hate the high elves in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Bonus Skyrim, points. they're very easy to hate in Skyrim. To be fair, uh, they well, make yeah. them that way on purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but Arcano specifically. On, <laughs> Arcano specifically felt like such a capable adversary. Maybe I'm wrong in that perspective, but. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, he he's so, very, so I really like those. Very yeah. powerful magic user trying to uh, what he was using the eye of Magnus. Was that what that was around? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which yep. has itself an awesome background in the lore. The right. eye of Magnus. Yeah. Yeah. So would you go if you had to pick one over the other? 
you've got you've got that one you've got the thieves guild with the whole uh nocturnal and the the thieves what is it the nightingale armor and all that stuff going mm -hmm. on on that side of it Wh which one i would go only pick college one? the college one i would go with, with the college, college. yep yep interesting um, even though i don't really play many mage characters i would go with the college Right. And it's because of the storyline. It's because of the characters. It and is 100 percent because of the storyline. 100 percent. Interesting. So I also heard... being able to go under is cool. Being able to go under the college. Yeah. Oh, remember that mid? part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that part was pretty cool. OK, so to jump off on that, have you ever done the summoning thing in the midden? I, I've never fi like figured it out. It feels cryptic. Yeah, yeah, with the with the the um the hand with the yeah the, the rings right. So yeah, and the rings are scattered throughout the college uh, of the students. And if you put each of the rings on, it summons the spirit of like I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's like a dread pirate or whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and you can. Yeah, it, you you can go in whatever you. I think you fight him if I I remember correctly. That's awesome. And then uh, you can you can find his treasure. It kind of sucks if I remember correctly. Like it's not worth it. But um, but you get to fight a pirate. Dude, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that same dude is actually in uh, Elder Scrolls Online too. He's one of the rare boss spawns that will drop from a dark anchor. It's the same dude. Oh wow! Pretty cool. Oh yeah. wow! I didn't. That's I didn't realize cool. that. That's really yeah, cool. Shout out to Camel Works who taught me that. <laughs> yeah, man. <call laughs> I did not. That is not me being creative. That is totally Camel Works is the one who let me. Uh, he's got a great video on it. Um, it's super interesting. Huh. That's really cool. So when this when Skyrim came out, I remember conversations in podcasts uh, where people were likening the Mages Guild's quest to. Uh, Harry Potter <laughs> this idea that you know like it's a school for magic users and everybody has the different like disciplines and, and all of that um, do you feel like there's relations oh. in the mages guild to say movies or Harry Potter or anything else oh, like that? Is, that is that a connection that makes it appealing to you or is that just kind of like well yeah it is but I'm really not into I that stuff as much it more the latter. So yeah. uh, I think that there's certainly a lot of tropes, you know, that they that they threw in there. There's a lot of elements whenever you're going to talk about magic because it's been so overplayed in the media by now. Uh, mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of similarities no matter how you take your story. Right. Um, and to some degree, I think in storytelling, if you make it completely foreign, people aren't going to like it. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. being said, I think it's intentional to make some parts of it familiar to people um however and i might get some flack for this which is okay uh, -huh. uh but i do not like harry potter i just don't yeah it's just not and, yeah i don't dude, like the same thing it's just not for me it's not compelling it's like okay what? little british wizards <laughs> yeah, today, I guess. Yeah, it, ain't my, it ain't my thing <laughs> it's uh, i just i don't i don't like it that much i mean if it's on I'll watch it, you know, and I'm not like vehemently opposed <laughs> to it. But uh, yeah, I, I hear just, that. I know. just don't care. I'm just like, right. Oh, whatever. Exactly. I'm not like 
you know, whenever, when I was in school, like the, the, the new thing was like, Oh, did you read the newest Harry Potter book? Yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. You guys had 90 kids or what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, I did not. In childhood. I remember going to the book fair and getting the Harry Potter in elementary school. <laughs> My Bob favorite thing to get from the victimized. book fair was was uh, <laughs> <true>. sea monkeys. <laughs> Not even books. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Uh, so, Bob, you're you're big into Harry Potter, then, huh? Um, I definitely like have some great memories of like reading all the books. Actually, totally just random, but um, like me and my dad always used to read together at night, and we always read like Harry Potter kids. I mean, I was like six years old, but. Mm-hmm. Cool memories. Yeah, my yeah. daughter. My daughter was big into Harry Potter. Um, she like fourth grade, just like on her own, was like, "I'm going to read Harry Potter," and just dove right in, and just picked up the books yeah, and just know. ran with it. Yeah, those yeah. are pretty thick books too. Yeah, yeah they're they're yeah. Legit. yeah. Well, it's I mean, it, I guess sometimes it just depends. Like in in her case, it seems like she just picked it up on her own. But like with yeah. you, Bob, it's like almost like a family thing. Like I. Uh, what do you call it? I, I, my, my mom was always obsessed with the Lord of the Rings. So mm-hmm. that was yeah. like my bedtime story was the Lord of the Rings, which I guess in hindsight was probably kind of weird, but <laughs> nah. <laughs> so cool, nah, that's cool. Yeah. That is not weird. My mom's more of a dork than I am. So the biggest book on her bookshelf is the Lord of the Rings. Cause I, I read to her every night and I'm just waiting. I can, She's not into the pictures so that I can read the Lord of the Rings to her. Okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've read through them with my 10 uh, year old when it's been a few years, but uh, we read through The Hobbit and all yeah. that. Yeah, um, totally. So let's wrap this back around to Elder Scrolls. Uh, does anybody else have any thoughts about the Mages Guild quest line in Skyrim? Um, just a question Has anybody done any of the other Mages Guilds in any of the other games? Besides yeah. Skyrim, mm-hmm. yeah, I've definitely because... done like Oblivion, but it's okay, been a long the, Oblivion, time. Oblivion's pretty much one of the connections. I mean, the further back you go, that like if you talk more, when it's real weird. But um, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Something's yeah, really weird in Morrowind. Morrowind. <laughs> Morrowind's weird. That's weird. <laughs> um, Bonkers. So the the reason I bring it up is. Just I didn't know some people really got bent out of shape. I I don't I don't know. I guess I don't care enough that it would have bothered me. But um, the fact that you deal with magic a lot in the um, College of Winterhold, as opposed to like a traditional mages guild, like in the previous games, um, other than needing to cast that initial fire spell, you can actually have zero clue how to do magic whatsoever. And completely (laughs) just because i just sword and shielded my way through it it's just like oh i'm gonna cast this spell and it was like shield bash you're all done like we're not doing this um did that like the reason i bring it up is like you had to advance through ranks and stuff like that in oblivion and collect roots and learn how to do alchemy and stuff like that did mm-hmm. that seem weird to anybody else like i i guess yeah. i never noticed it until it was brought up and i'm like oh yeah i'm not a mage at all i'm terrible at this like <laughs> i thought it was a little on, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. So it felt a lot in line with the entire shift from Oblivion to Skyrim, mm-hmm. which was let's make it more accessible for everyone yep. to do whatever right. uh, and yeah. however, so that builds weren't necessary, so right. to speak. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it seems very and, disjointed, and, though, especially when at the end when you become, say, like the leader of the college, <laughs> and yet have you could have <laughs> no, like, no experience with casting magic or anything other than magic. Well, <laughs> sometimes leaders don't need the highest qualifications. That's valid. <laughs> like, all right, right, students. Today we're going to learn how to do sparks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know this one spell, sparks. <laughs> sparks. That's all we teach. This no, is no, no lightning. College of sparks. <laughs> That's all you get. College of sparks. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, that makes Parks sense. Sparks is my last name, so this sounds really interesting. <laughs> See? So you were destined Sparks, to be... Sparks University. Yep, you were destined to run that college. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like I was like I was saying, it, it kind of fit just within the whole... Because if you look at the leveling system, the evolution of the leveling system from Morrowind right. to Oblivion to Skyrim, uh, suddenly there's no more... Uh, like special type system that you have in Fallout. You know, you used to have that in Morrowind. You used to have that in Oblivion. And then poof, it's gone. Right. Um, yeah. And so that changes a lot. That changes a lot of the play style, I think. And you have the skill lines, which are the constellations, but you can like respec pretty much anytime you want. And so that changes a lot. I mean, it's not that simple, right? But it's not a huge detriment if you decide at level 15 that you don't want to do this anymore and right. that you want to do something right. else. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it became role-playing light in a way. It was more yeah. of it was yeah. more of a like active combat adventure game with role-playing elements. If you really I wanted to really, sum yeah. it up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good summary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um and you know, I thought about this uh, -huh. uh and, and I thought about it specifically uh, when I was la listening to a, a, one of your older episodes, I forget which one it was, uh, but it was one of the older patron chats where uh, we're, I think you were mentioning like the difference in setting between, you know, uh, Morrowind and then Oblivion and then Skyrim. And I think it's been a while. You know, the reason why Morrowind was so weird was because it wasn't home. Uh, and, and forgive me if this is a little crass, but it wasn't home of the white guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, oh, it yeah. just wasn't. Yeah, and yeah. then Oblivion comes out. Okay, home of the white guys. Right. <laughs> right? And then, Here's medieval Europe with magic. Like, right. and then Skyrim comes out, home of the Nords. Yeah, home yeah. of the yeah. white Here's guys. Vikings yeah. with snow. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, Obliv Oblivion was like, here, here is Southern Europe, and then <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim was like, here is Northern Europe. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, I think that's why Morrowind had such a different feeling to it of course being an older game too but it was home of the dunmer right so yeah. i wonder in the future if we're going to see uh, another game that's set in a, a home of a mer yeah you know like an alien race of, or a yeah. humanoid race right right and i wonder because that panders to a more niche audience and i know they're trying to expand it yeah i would a, love that that's a good I've question heard a lot about High Rock being the next one, but yeah, I, chances are we're going to be would... dealing with uh with uh, Bretons and um uh, uh what's the other one Red Guards Red Guard uh, which are humans they're just more humans yeah, humans just and humans different like, different types of humans <laughs> well, you know like here's more yeah, humans here you go yeah. is as far in that direction as you're getting is like okay half mer like <laughs> yeah that's, that's really as close as is, but yeah, yeah but at the same time like I don't know I I could see. 
it would again be very grounded in realistic basis but um it, it would be kind of cool to see you know a, a lot of the architecture of that area less so the breton because i mean that was you know imperial and breton have very strong ties with architecture types mm-hmm. but um the red guards have some very cool unique yeah yeah you know, it's a mix of it's of a mix structure. of like is islam and africa and like these yeah, other it's got a lot of cool but, influences yeah but it's all very but, you know um, it's all just more bright in humans to you know what kung fu is saying it's, exactly it's not it's as not foreign as say weird. if we went to uh you know the place where the khajiit are or the argonians or the you know go yeah you know the, the high elves uh you know any of these other other races that are even further away right even going to Valenwood or something mm-hmm. it would be you know okay we have like yeah. walking tree cities and horrible nightmare bugs everywhere and <laughs> right. stuff it's like okay right. this, is, this is still pretty weird yeah imagine the wild hunt in like you know oh, <laughs> like man. in the oh next elder scrolls there's Holy your crap, ao that rating cool. that would be amazing <laughs> yeah 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 i don't i don't know that they would do that i really don't see that being no, they wouldn't. a direction <laughs> yeah that they would take they, it they, um, <laughs> I, as as much as I I really like uh, Elder Scrolls Online, they they uh, they briefly kind of have like a reference to the Wild Hunt in the Elmeri Dominion storyline, and it is hyper toned down. I was like, yeah, you can't really cover like right. even saying half of what's going on in this already. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to keep it, you know, like thirteen plus age rating. You know, like yeah. they want to be able to let kids or teenagers at least enjoy the game and not have their parents go go like oh what is you know like mom i'm just playing a game and she stumbles in and there's some sort of like (laughs) weird you know like car i don't know carnal orgy where people are eating each other and having sex all the same time yeah like not gonna get too many parents being like well this seems good for you yeah (laughs) oh it's fine oh they keep playing your game honey this is fine yeah no (laughs) um yeah the the (laughs) it is funny though that like this series is uh, referenced as being like kind of like a like oh it, it, when it long lost its like teen rating uh, uh, quite a while ago and mm-hmm. like I know they even tried to have ESO be uh, you know able to be received by a wider audience and it absolutely did not uh, and it got the M rating pretty quickly as well um, so it, it's just I don't know. It's it's interesting to think of this series as like kind of not quite so advanced in like the uh, mature category, but it has been for a while now, yeah. especially with yeah. you know Dark Brotherhood storylines and stuff like that. Oh, totally. I mean, it's it like even early on, you know, like some of the although the artwork is very uh, primitive and pixelated, you know, you had like mm-hmm. you know characters that were topless or you know, like. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like it was, it was designed initially as a an adult game. You know, not not an adult game, but like a game for adults. But it's for adults. Yeah, there are some clips from me playing Arena, where it's just like I lost it when I I just. It's very nineties because Mm -hmm. you know that's how games were back then. But one of the ins, like I was like, oh, who's this out front? And there's just a person like in super scantily clad like sort of robes plural it's really like most of one robe and i tried to talk to her and she's just like oh hi i'm blah 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 i'm a whore i'm like all right (laughs) okay i was like okay cool i guess we're just gonna cut right to the chase on this so it's like it's pretty funny that it's like 
toned down in some regards, but like the series has never yeah. been like really kid friendly. Mm-mm. And I can tell you from just demographics from doing podcasts that the uh, average age of people who listen to this show compared to the Fallout show is about 10 yep. years older, just on average. Yeah, it, it just shifts that- up. Makes so, sense. Yeah, it's it's. I think it has to do with topics and and things like that. And also, Fallout became something that was a little bit more palatable to everybody. It, but even though there's dark, crazy things that happen in that too. But <laughs> yeah, who knows? That one I was going to say. Dark nuclear. Yeah. yeah, apocalypse is more right. kid friendly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody yeah. mess park. I mean, totally there's totally there's friendly. totally cannibals. Oh, yeah. There's totally all sorts of terrible things that happen in Fallout. But for some reason, we just look past it. Um. But here, let's let's move on the conversation because I want to give these other guys uh, definitely a chance to chime in too. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we move on? Uh, no, I mean I think we pretty much pretty much touched on all of it. Cool. Yeah, those are those are some great quests. Uh, some of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go down the list alphabetically to Bribwan. Bribwan, what do you what do you got? What's what's one of your favorite side quests? Yeah. So real fast, there's a, I was interesting comment. I'm I'm thinking about this from our what we were just talking about. I. Rowan, my daughter, she'll come down in the morning and like do her puzzles and stuff, and I'll play ESO and she'll watch me, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. But when I'm playing Fallout Four, I don't let her watch Fallout Four, yeah. which is interesting enough. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I, I think you're right because I, I did the same thing with my daughter when she was she was little, um, mm-hmm. because there were things I could do in Oblivion. This is all the way back to Oblivion. Uh, that like I could because I knew the game enough, I could manage what things she saw. And fighting something with a sword or shooting a fireball wasn't particularly terrible, but yeah. you know you have the bloody mess perk in Fallout, and you shoot an enemy, and all of a sudden they splatter into a billion guts. Yeah, and, and like your four year old's going, "What's all the jelly, Dad?" You know, and it's like, "Oh, uh, don't don't look at that." It's yeah. strawberry. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was thinking about this. I I'll just give you my stream of consciousness, and then zero in on one of them, but. I, I, the reason I like these games so much is because you have so much freedom. So I know they're not side quests, but I, I love Antiquities line. Um, I like house building. Like Those aren't really quests, but they, they are kind of a, you know, they give you a path to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, as, as we were talking about in the pre-show, when I've been building this build, I've been trying to get some Undaunted pledges for my monster set in ESO. I just did... Um, what is it called? Is it called Moongrave Fane? Is that one of the yep. dungeons? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I just, did, I just did that one, and I've done Darkshade Caverns one and two, but I redid Darkshade Caverns two, and I really liked both of those quests. I just thought they were fun to play through because they had some different elements um, mm-hmm. than kind of the traditional grind. Um, I think I, if we're concluding expansions, then my favorite side quests is is probably um the shivering isles from oblivion mm-hmm. oh nice. I just, yeah i just loved the goofiness of shagorath and the like the stark contrast of the two of the of of the two worlds or i guess it was like one but it was what was it called? it was like dementia and I forgot the name of the other world like part of the island uh yeah uh, yeah um, this is no, one of those things that's going to pop in my head as soon as we're done with the show. I'll be like, ah, this, this is the word. Mania. Mania. That Dementia, was it. Mania. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought that those were so unique looking, like based on, you know, that, you know, European medieval um, fantasy world, which I loved Oblivion, but like to go in there 
and to see Shagorath's craziness and then like to actually play through that mm-hmm. was I I like sometimes when I'm just like there I I do this with video games because I play a lot of them and they're usually associated with certain times of the year just they happen to be that way mm-hmm. and then you know that time of the year comes around and that that certain game pops into my head and so like very frequently the shivering aisles just pop into my head and I just have this urge to go play. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that works. Uh, Lotus and I have talked about this before too, this idea that like, uh, like you were talking about how you hadn't gone through some of the story stuff yet for Graymore because it feels like something to play in the winter. Wasn't that mm-hmm. what you were saying, Lotus or something like that? Yes. Yes. That's very mm-hmm. much why I've uh, been, uh, it's kind of nice. It dropped in temperature a bunch. So I was able to like go entirely through the story and catch right up. And now I'm ready for Markarth all because of like, Oh, <laughs> the temperature change. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, temperature change. Let's go. Yeah. I, I, I do the same thing. Like I've, I've recently jumped back in. We were talking about this on the pre-show uh, to world of Warcraft and uh, the, the MMO gods are going to smite me down because I'm talking about world of Warcraft on an elder scrolls podcast with elder scrolls online <laughs> being a thing. But um, I enjoy lots of different, games and i jumped into that and i thought about it and i was like you know what it's there's a new expansion that always comes out in the fall every two years this is when i jump in i play for a few months and then i fall off it and i go back to elder scrolls online um but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's that kind of this time of year to me feels like world of, world of warcraft and it's it's weird you know like and there's this thing in the back of my head that's going you gotta go play markarth you gotta go play markarth but then there's like this instinctual side of me that's going but it's time of the year to play world of warcraft and i'm like it's like the two sides are competing so yes interesting yes i've had that before where i feel obligated to a game but i'm like "Ah, but i i don't want to play i want to play this other game (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely so okay me like always <laughs> ESO is Bob's forever game. It's crazy, man. Honestly, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah. So okay. So so you covered a few different things here. Um, the idea of like doing these little side things as side quests, but then also jumping into dungeons that you haven't been in before. How far have you gotten in the dungeons of Elder Scrolls Online? Have you um, have you done, done DLC dungeons? Have you? Usually when I'm doing dungeons now, I, I do plan on... I'm also part of the Lore Seekers Guild, and they have a trial group, so I'm trying mm-hmm. to find some gear up to that, at which point I'll focus more on, like, the dungeons themselves. Um, I mean, I because right now I just do everything normal right. to either get Undaunted stuff or just to complete it for the achievement's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. That's usually what I do uh, unless I feel secure in my current character build to do to pug a veteran. That's usually yes. what I end up doing. It's rare that I, I and I need to do this more often with our with our guild events, but I need to jump in more with our guildies and coordinate doing veteran and veteran hard dungeons. But yeah, because um, yeah. I've done about eighty percent of the dungeons. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of neat having um and and Lotus can speak to this way better than I can. Experienced the dungeons as they've been released through over the years. And the yeah. complexity and the way the storyline gets told through the things happening in the dungeons. I think it would be really cool yeah, to definitely. to do um, some guild events where we actually go through them maybe in order of a release and pay attention to the stories that are being told. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And most of the time you just kind of blow through it because you're just trying to clear it in order to do your Undaunted Pledge or whatever. But there's definitely a lot of cool stuff. That's totally I, I, Yeah. I do will I will say one little point about that because to me there is a like with the DLC dungeons 
there's a big difference in the pre when the dungeons would come out before they were doing the like year of mm-hmm. this. So now when they have to create a dungeon, there's like a lot of extra stuff that they really have to like consider and themes they have to play with and different things that they kind of have to have in it. And I'm not saying that they're like not as good because I still have really enjoyed some of the new ones. Ice Reach is probably in my top five. But I think that in the majority, like there's hasn't been in the last two years where it's like the year of this, not all four were dungeons that came out were like stellar, like, Mm. you know, some of the years before it was like, man, you got four dungeons, like you got blood Rue and, um, uh, oh my gosh, ruins of Mazatin. And then you got cradle of shadows and the other, you know, it was just like sure. all of them were like, they were very, um, a bit more challenging in the way that like, there's not so much going on that you're trying to keep in. Cause you're like, Oh man, like this is part of like, the whole thing and like they're really they're giving you a lot too sometimes in some of these dungeons and i feel like lair marcelock is the best example of the one that's like i feel a bit too like the dungeon side of it kind of got left out where the cinematic side of it is kind of the representation uh, of all of what's going on is kind of bigger but like i said i still love a lot of them that have come out but I do think that there's a difference when they have more of a story to tell. Interesting. It's, so it's interesting you say that. Yeah. Go, um, go ahead, Lotus. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, so I, I think I kind of follow what you're saying. Like, so some of the situations, and I, I mean, if you've played them as they've released over time, you can definitely see them trying different approaches with things um, for better or worse. You usually for the most part for the better, because the dungeon design and trials are, are, generally like really really good but the stories to the dungeons have one started to synergize a lot better obviously because of the whole seasonal thing per year um because before it would be here's a dungeon pack these two dungeons could relate to each other but they likely don't relate to anything else that's coming out it's just like oh these are like two little side stories and then once it became the year of it was like okay well now this is like here are two dungeons that will lead you into this thing. Mm-hmm. And then that DLC goes into the next one and blah, 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 blah. Everything connects. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's pretty cool because the stories have definitely become more involved. Um, but then like Bob said, sometimes it's like, it's hard to tell though, because like what people like about different dungeons is like, weird like uh yeah how, how can i explain this um uh, you had mentioned ruins of mazatune i hate that dungeon <laughs> 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 like can't stand it it's just like not it's not a, a type that i really enjoy and the problem is you can occasionally have situations where it might not be the design team's choice but people will find some type of cheese that can Oh, yeah. become a thing that people will latch onto, and it's like okay this is not as much fun as just doing the dungeon mm-hmm. but then if you're not doing it in a group of people you know it's you'll get left behind because right. it's like oh i'm doing a pug and nobody wants to do it the right way everybody wants to do it this stupid way and try to bypass to sneak it. by the ads yeah I, I, let's sneak by all the ads it's like no let's kill the ads let's smash <laughs> them they <laughs> 
<laughs> like, hey, that's a tank mindset. Okay. That's a tank mindset. <laughs> Smash all the things. I'll take the damage. Um, I don't care. But then you have, you know, you've got these more elaborate stories and DLC dungeons for if you are new to the, you know, dungeon scene, so to speak. Um, there are base game dungeons and then there are dlc dungeons and mm. it is a whole different beast of difficulty uh where oh, mechanics yeah. became much much more involved and then as they've progressed this year i find really shows it uh more than previous where the idea seems to be let more people experience that so vet isn't quite as difficult, but then the hard modes, which is yet another thing added on to the dungeons really gets cranked up. Mm. Whereas before some of the other dungeons, the hard modes would borderline be here's the thing. It's the exact same thing, but now it has 2 million more hit points. There's nothing else different. Yeah. It's, or, it's very, very inconsistent. And from somebody who plays more casually yes. than you do Lotus, um, I don't always remember the name to associate it with which dungeon it is because I yes. didn't I didn't incrementally learn them as they came out. So now it's right. just like, oh, here's the next one on the list for my quest. I'm just going to go do it. Mm -hmm. And oh, I just did the last one on vet. I should be fine. And I should be fine. I should be fine. And maybe I'm my tank character, you know, and so I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. And then I end up, end up in a dungeon and I'm like, I vaguely remember this from a year and a half ago. <laughs> Crap. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm like, so, there's something I need to remember here, but I don't know what, know what it is. Yeah. Right. And, and mechanics have become much more uh, a focus. And one of the things um, when we had uh, Mike Finnegan, the dungeon lead on uh, the other show that I, uh, host uh, Tales of Tamriel when he was talking about just the design choice is kind of having like a better stair stepping like okay here's you know normal and then there's vet and then there's vet hard mode but some of the old vet hard modes were just do this dungeon wrong and it wasn't even like an activatable thing it was keep three Daedross alive during this fight at Banish Hells 2. Yeah. Or don't pull this lever. And then it's not... There There have been situations where it's like, you can't physically do that hard mode if your team doesn't want to do it. it there's no on-off switch. Right. And now they've gone to the point where it's like, well, you can have an on-off switch. Before it was... Yeah, an on switch and that was it like so there was a situation with trials uh you would trigger the hard mode and this is really in the weeds so i'll just stop after this but <laughs> um sketchy people when you would do pugs for uh trials they would actually ransom your trial team as ridiculous as this might sound yeah because um the jump in hard modes could be rough and you would trigger a hard mode in a trial by breaking an artifact usually. And when you break all of them, it would trigger hard mode. People would break two of the three things, like two of the three glass orbs. And they'd be like, okay, give me a hundred thousand gold or I break this third orb and nobody clears this because you can't do it. And it was <laughs> really sketchy. Oh man. 
and, and they've now changed that so that type of thing it was a learning experience where now it's like okay if you put up the challenge banner you can take the challenge banner down because that was just awful like you could yeah. ruin a trial for a bunch of people because of that so you can see the evolution of how they've designed difficulty and stories as they go humans are the worst <laughs> we are pretty sketchy we're pretty sketchy oh man yeah that sucks especially trials man you get people like all right i got the advancing yoki to dagger let's see people start bidding like oh my yeah yeah for, <laughs> for gear that you helped but you know unlock yourself but you just happen to get some random right. thing based on rng and it's like well buy mm-hmm. mine it's like Okay, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Well, all of this, all of this goes to say, and and, and some of you guys are having conversations in the chat too about this. Um, that like it, it, sometimes you just want to get through and enjoy the story, but everybody rushes through because they're just wanting to complete the dungeon. Or sometimes you end up with a situation like Lotus is saying, where somebody tries to ransom the dungeon. Like uh, this is this is what happens on the internet when you're with random people because they don't care. They don't know you. They don't care. Um, but it's it's one of the reasons why it's nice to have guildies to do stuff with, and whether that's with our guild or another guild you know just i this would be my my recommendation if you want to avoid these kinds of problems find a guild get to know the people you know say hi every time you log in people will start to recognize your name and then if you don't want to try something out for the first time you haven't tried just say hey guys i want to jump in this dungeon anybody want to help me out with it i haven't done it before and there's almost always once the guild is large enough there's almost always a few people who are like yeah dude let's do it so that seems to be the solution yeah and the overall community in Elder Scrolls Online kind of based, I think, maybe on the maturity factor, like you had said. Uh, there's always garbage in any community, but for the most part, this is a very positive and helpful group of players just on whole, especially coming from like some of the more competitive games that I played. It was like, wow, I don't. I feel like most people would just be mortified to see some of the chats from other games outside ESO where it's like, Oh yeah. The worst from ESO is usually like that could, that's really not that bad at all. <laughs> like, yeah, right. That guy is still kind of a douche, but it's not that bad compared to some of the vile garbage you get from other games. Totally. Totally. Well, um, I feel like we've kind of wrapped around this conversation pretty good. Bribon, is there anything else you wanted to add to this? I don't think so. Cool, cool. Yeah, All and I, would say, I, I, I hate Moonhunter Keep, and literally, does. <laughs> a week and a half ago, I just did like a random dungeon three days in a row, and every single day, my random dungeon was Moonhunter Keep. I was like, Ouch. this is absurd. This is so absurd, and I tank, and it's kind of mechanic heavy, even in normal. And if people are new, like I'm helpful for them, but. Sometimes they just don't get it, and I'm like, "This is just oh." That white wolf is quite the pug killer on vet, <laughs> and 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 the the lurcher, uh, you know, like the in the garden, oh. like he's so easy to kill, but nobody understands to like get the spriggans, right? Yes. Like, so they yeah. just keep hacking at me, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah." God. It's like you, the health is not moving. We have to do something different. We've been here for nine minutes, and you still haven't noticed the health hasn't moved. <laughs> telling you. At the spriggans look at the spriggans and or something like that and <laughs> anyway that whole courtyard even when they're turning you into the freaking uh rats before it's like oh, the, oh well and it's funny just to quickly tie that into story 
the NPCs are like telling you what's happening, like as part of the story in there, but nobody listens. Right. <laughs> so like they're borderline shouting at you how to how to correct the problem you're currently in. But everybody's just like, I don't understand it. It's like if you would stop saying how much you don't understand it, you could listen to them explaining how it works. That's right. <laughs> humans. That's, that's all this comes down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, did. we just mentioned how sketchy they are. Yeah. Humans. Sketch. <laughs> totally sketch. Totally sus. Totally sketch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's uh let's jump into the middle of the show real quick and, and do our uh you know the stuff that we gotta do there, and then we'll come back for the second half and we'll talk to Bob and Lotus about some other stuff. All right, here we go. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you wanna access hundreds of new shows, Use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore, expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore to learn more. Hey there, my name is Jameson or Big Cat. And I am Brenna or Mother Goose. And together we are the hosts of the DL Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. So today is our Discord, not Discord, Patreon. Holy crap, words. Those are not two of the same things. Our Patreon special. This is our celebration. Thanking our patrons for being here. Our tier four patrons are, of course, joining us. And in the middle of the show, of course, I always have to say thank you to the rest of our patrons as well for being there to support the show. You guys are amazing. You're what helps keep the show going. And every one of you is furthering my goal to continue getting closer and closer to doing full-time content creation. So I honestly can say that without your support, I wouldn't be here creating this content and having such a fun time with this community. So thank you so very much. You're helping to further that dream. If you're interested in helping support the show or joining us on a future episode, check out Elder Scrolls Lorecast uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast, and check out all the different tiers. You can get ad-free episodes, episodes a day early, and you can even join us on a future episode of the show. I'm also going to add in the uh, ability for you to 
hear the extended versions of our regular shows. So the episodes that go up for patrons are going to also include after the credits or the credits, the little end music rolls, any of the conversation that happens with us talking to chat, answering some questions or whatever after the show as well. And sometimes that actually goes on for a good, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And there's some really funny stuff that happens with these like post show, not as official conversations that happen. So if you're interested in getting a little bit more content, then you can also subscribe in order to get that. Check it out. All right, let's get back to our discussion. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. All right, Bob, it's your turn. You're up, buddy. What are we, what are we talking about? Uh, okay, so, yeah, t- earlier today, you know, probably about two hours before we were going to start, I was like, man, I should probably ask what we're actually talking about today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even though I send out notifications early, I note them in other places, Bob's like, hey, dude, what's the, what's the topic? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair. Yeah, well, anyways, but... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was like side quest, cool. Um, and then you know, I thought of some stuff, and then you guys were like, But DLCs are they side quests? And uh-huh. like, yes, it's like, okay, throw everything out. Now I have to think of some different stuff. Uh-huh. But anyway, like I feel like last time we talked, I went on for a while about Southern Elsewhere, so I'm not gonna choose entirely Southern Elsewhere and all that, even though I, I would. But <laughs> That's your true love. We understand that. But you can visit some other places. Zaji, Casca, you know, amazing. But keeping it within the uh, Elder Scrolls Online realm, because, you know, that's just my thing. I, as Brib did, I'm going to go with more of a thematic concept as far as side quests. Nothing in particular. But uh, Elder Scrolls Online clearly is special because it has content coming out and coming out and coming out. It's been six years so they have an opportunity unlike a lot of the other games to continue expanding on a lot of the you know special character foundations that they built within that base game and a lot of those side quests where you get involvement with a character that you have met from way back when and then all of a sudden like Naramo, who i mentioned accidentally instead of arcano yeah (laughs) yeah those those quests are uh, honestly to me probably some of the best in the game and there are a lot of awesome characters that uh take place and uh just to shout out a few some of my favorites of course always involving the one and only Razum dar i mean mm-hmm. like the cat's the best and you f- see him all over the place yeah you know, so anybody anybody who doesn't know anybody who doesn't play elder scrolls online Razum dar is a khajiit and he is like head of the queen, the Almiri queen's secret He's the service. Queen's yeah, like it's her like personal guard. Yeah, and he and he totally plays it off like he's just some casual Khajiit just hanging out. And uh, Razumdar has a thing for you. Maybe you should look into it. Razumdar doesn't care though. You know, like he's totally like smooth like that. But when it comes down to it, he's a hundred percent capable and a super awesome character. So yeah. go on. And you see him all over the place. He's in uh, Aradon and the whole, uh, pretty much all of the Dominion quest line. And then you get to see him in the Gold Coast as well, in Adelve there. And he also, of course, plays a very pivotal part of the Somerset 
storyline being a you know mainly old mary storyline are you going to bring up are you going to bring up when the the little quest in uh elsewhere where uh his uh, who was it one of his past relations is like pissed off at him yeah (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that was all his kajit his former his kajit ladies the the kajit ladies there's one in particular and then and then more come out i believe as the quest Mm -hmm. goes on but yeah yeah there's and they're they're like razamdar you said you love me forever and then you leave me and (laughs) yeah and and he's like oh how could i ever leave you you are the you are my uh, whatever you know using kajiti love language stuff my, my moon sugar <laughs> under the midnight sun, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> sounds like a telenovela. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is. But um, it's why, like is a, the sun, a, why is the sun out at midnight? What is happening in know, this world? It's, it's elsewhere. Who knows? The, to, the, under the two moons in the, in the dawn of the beginning of the evening. I, I don't know. Those, those, uh, those super dramatic Hispanic uh, oh, like yeah. soap operas. Yeah. 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 Telenovela. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was some influence for these. But hey, sorry to jump in there, Bob. Um, but that's that's when you talk about this stuff, that's what really comes to mind. Yeah, totally. And then so you got Razumdar, totally awesome. Another one that I see all over the place and uh is actually one of the recurring quests I do just to get a certain item. But anyways, Scorda the Knife, who is a awesome orc, you know, big strong dude from the DC Daggerfall Covenant, best faction. But you get to experience him and all that through um, the Daggerfall Covenant story. You also get to see him in Rothgar, you know, home of the orcs. And the quest that involves him is freaking awesome because you get a named Briarheart Dagger. So if that's something you're looking for. I thought that is... Is he the one that's always around the... There's a quest line in the Daggerfall Covenant where there's like two goofballs that are always trying to like hunt creatures for money and they always screw up. Is he involved in one of those or not? I don't remember in particular. They always hunt harpies. Yeah, the harpy hunters. I think, unless I'm mistaken, I think Scordo is with them at one point. I think he is, yeah. Yeah, I think he starts with them, and then he's just more influential because he's less of a screw up. If I, uh, <laughs> yeah. if that's I remember a, correctly, that's a pretty funny side quest because I think you see him in all the base DC zones, and they're always like screwing up. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and then you get to see him in Southern Elsewhere too. And, uh, the- uh, what's up, Harpy Hunters or Scorda? Scorda. Nice, nice. Yeah, he's all over the place. And then the last one I wanted to bring up, of course, the one and only Naryu, because, I mean, she's amazing. And also <laughs> all over the place, you can see her in the Evan Art bag. Plus, you can see her in the Gold Coast. Is she and your, she's kind of the one. Is she your, leads uh, you more when. Is she your ESO waifu? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> There's a couple of options there, but you know. <laughs> oh, oh, you've got a few of them. Okay. All right. All right. This sounds yeah. like an 
Bobby. Got that hot res action going here. Yeah, the reason why Bob isn't on camera right now is we would see the uh, the full body pillow behind him on his bed with her like printed on it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Bob doesn't do that. Don't don't take me seriously. Um, you don't know that he does. I don't know that he does it. He's not on camera. I I can't it's, prove that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's there's true. a reason why I'm not on camera. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had a college roommate that had a full body pillow. That was fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, that story took a weird turn. Body pillows without being weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, cases, right? Yeah, it was a full body. It was like really like the length of his bed. It was really long, and he would like I'm he'd like he'd cuddle I'm it. Six foot two. I have a full body pillow, but I I just sleep with it. I don't do anything weird with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mean, he's like, the kind of guy who like he's the kind of guy that when I wasn't in the room, I was wondering. No, no, yeah. not a full body pillow. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Man. Anyway, moving on. So hard to say PG. <laughs> um, yeah, those are those are some good ones, Bob. Those are uh, definitely some some favorites. Um, I have uh, lots of memories from each of these, so I'm having a hard time like pinpointing one thing to to continue on. Do you guys have any other thoughts about the stuff Bob said? I'm gonna pass it on to you guys. Any experience with any of those? I mean, I mean, the only real. Uh add-on I, I could put into that situation is even though I'm lukewarm on the Daggerfall Covenant, I, I will say Scordo is a wicked cool character who I'm super glad came back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I couldn't fully remember exactly. Uh, Ishii Streams confirmed that, that he does start with the Harpy Hunters and kind of go off on his own, but I am a big fan of uh, Scordo. He's, he's just a cool character. He's like gruff without being like over the top in your face about it. I don't know. I liked him. I just remember loving the Almiri Dominion's quest line, and I find an ESO gets you in this mindset that something bad's always going to happen. So I remember throughout the whole quest line being afraid that Razumdar was going to die. And I was so happy that he didn't, because he is a great character. Yeah, yeah. Another character that I really uh, enjoyed coming back was uh, Dorian. Is that his name? Darian. Um, Darian. Darian. Dorian. Dorian. Oh Darian. I'm bad with names. I'm bad with names. This is why I have notes when I do shows. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, because he comes back for the Somerset expansion and he just like. Okay, Darian. Darian. <laughs> Darian. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would chime in, but we are so off base with the name. I'm like, somebody say a last name or something. So Dorian. Dorian. Darian. It's one, okay. one vowel sound. And one Darian, vowel sound different. Yeah, Darian Gutierrez or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, but you don't know it's him at first because he's all in his night gear. And he's he's working yep. for Meridia, and he just like all of a sudden falls out of a portal. I love that. I've he mentioned this on the show before. Bread that he's nibbling on in yeah. the base game. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes, yeah. And the fact that he just showed up and was like falling out of portals and then going back into them while I was in the middle of just running across the countryside. I was like, what is going on here? And then you find out it's him, and you're like, oh. It's like when you stop and turn around, you're like, wait a second. There was a dude there. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, I loved that because it broke the the rhythm of the game. Like after playing an MMO for so much time, you get you get used to it. You're like, get the quest, go fight these things. And nothing happens until I turn the quest back in. Then maybe something triggers for some characters to have a conversation or whatever. But that stuff would just kind of happen while you were running around, which made it feel more alive. And I, I hope they continue to do more of that in the future. Um, but he was also a really funny character, I thought. So cool stuff to, to yeah. bring in there. Um, uh, looks like. Kung Fu is having some technical difficulties. Hopefully, yeah. it'll pop back in here in a second. Fixing his audio. Yeah. Um, 
Cool. Okay. Well, fun stuff. Uh, let's uh, Lotus. I'm gonna hand it off to you, buddy. You got you got some side quests you want to talk about? Okay. So the reason I asked uh, whether we would count DLC or not is my favorite side quest. If we're gonna go, you know, on the okay DLC counts as side quest was the final skyrim expansion the dragonborn expansion where you go to solstheim and that is like <laughs> the absolute pinnacle of what i kind of wanted i'm a huge morrowind junkie that's my favorite game and the first thing you do when you ride up on the boat is it plays the theme song remastered in skyrim and i was like oh my god this is amazing and then while you're there mm-hmm. and exploring around the island which is you know it, it's battled over where it goes who whatever it's got the morrowind vibe to it and i'm like oh man this is so great <laughs> and then it turns out that the main antagonist but also kind of the guy helping you you're fighting mirak who is basically the specific dragonborn reaper who's a real douche uh they make him a great (laughs) enemy because he steals your souls from dragons that you rightfully earned by me bashing their faces in uh they really make you not like him um and you're fighting for the unrequited love of hermaeus mora who is my favorite character and i'm like this is that's lotus's wife i've ever wanted speaking of yes yes speaking of waifus lots um, of tentacles mora (laughs) Yes, extra tentacles, eyes, and smoke. <laughs> um, Use your imagination. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. You just fine. whatever you hug, it's probably there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do with a Hermes Mora. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved that whole expansion, and it was just strange that two of my favorite things were combined into like one expansion. I'm like, well, okay, this is just designed to be my favorite. So that that's why I was curious. Cause um, I, I love that expansion more than I actually like most games. <laughs> so wow. Um, wow. That's high yeah, praise. Just like it, it. And it was, you know, in terms of elder scroll stuff, the expansion is enormous. Like that is a, it's a full island with full quests and everything like that i don't know i'm a big fan of that um but if i was going to just throw something short for like not dlc the dark brotherhood quest from oblivion is also incredible um they're all pretty good the dark brotherhood ones tend to be very well written but man the the one in oblivion is dark (laughs) um and really, really good. So I, I, a nod to that if you didn't want to consider DLC. I absolutely love that that um, that quest line. I think that was mm-hmm. uh, was probably my favorite part of Oblivion. Um, it was the the quest line that really made me feel pulled in to what was going on with the world and the and and. I think it was one of the first times I realized how much depth and unsta- unstated depth was behind everything. 
because mm-hmm. so much of it is about Sithis and who, you know, who is the Dark Brotherhood? Why are they doing these things? What, like, what is the nature of these beings that are influencing the lives of mortals? And, and like this, that was the, the thing that really brought me into, okay, this thing's a lot more layered than I expected it to be. Um, so, you know, very, very fun memories of that as well. You guys have any thoughts on yep. any of the stuff uh, Lotus brought up? I'm ashamed to say, but I I played through Skyrim five <laughs> times minimum, which is like not a lot. I have never, <laughs> and I have I have DLC, but I have never played through it, the Dragonborn DLC. Oh, so, oh my god! Season desist, all other things. <laughs> go do it. Go do it. This is your homework. This is your homework assignment before yeah. we get back next yeah. month. Uh, go go knock that out. That will be the topic next month. You have to play it. There you go. Right there. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> highly recommended. I'm kidding, but not really. I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. I feel obligated to ESO really. because I want to want to do like my dailies and writs and build yeah. my gear. But uh, yeah, no. want to play. Oh, it's sucks you in. No, have to be obligated to ESO because I'm going to pass him in CP in like a week. So. <laughs> oh, it's not good. It's not, not good. good man. Not good. Well, I think all of, I think all the stuff you guys brought up this uh, this week are awesome things. Um, I have one very specific side quest that I want to bring up. It is the first side quest I encountered when jumping back into Elder Scrolls Online for after like three years of not playing it. So I I, I played it initially when it first launched. Played it, I've, I've talked about this before, kind of fell off it within a few months, never really got to max level with my character. Um, things felt a little too grindy, a little too redundant, and the, and the world didn't feel fleshed out enough at the, at the time. So I was I put it on hold, and I said, okay, I'll come back and I'll play this again in the future. Then they had the one Tamriel stuff, they had Morrowind come out, and time went on, and eventually I was like, okay, I, I definitely need to jump back in here, because I love the world, I love the Elder Scrolls, it seems like people are very positive about this game now, gonna jump back into it. So, I loaded it up. Loaded up my Nightblade, was in the middle of, like, Deshaun or somewhere. I had no idea about where anything was on the map. Had no memory of where I was on my quest line. And didn't know what I was doing at all. So, spent some time trying to figure out, okay, what gear do I have? Does the gear, is do things even work the way that they used to? Do I need to rebalance my character? Do I need to finish a quest in order to get some XP real quick to level up? What do I need to do? How does this even work? And I'm wandering through some other area. I don't exactly remember which area it was because I was so disoriented at the time, came across a woman who was like, hey, I need your help. I need you to help me. And I was like, okay, what's what's the deal? And I wasn't even planning to, I was on my way somewhere else going, okay, I need to go find the main quest lines, go do that. But I was like, oh, it's a little side quest. And it was this little side quest, and I'm probably going to not describe it correctly, but somebody's going to gonna um, fix this, because I'm sure you guys have probably run across this. And she's like, hey, uh, there's, I think it was something like, um, there's a, uh, something that stole an item and I need to get it back or something like that. And, and she was like, yeah, it was like a, like a, uh, a rat or something. I don't remember what it was, a little tiny, tiny monster. And I went and fought it and I got her thing back and she's like, oh, but it's, it's actually over here and it's this other monster. And so I went and did that and, and fought that and then came back and she was like, no, 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 It's this other thing. And then went over there and it was some gigantic creature. I don't even remember what it was, but, uh. <laughs> had to fight this gigantic creature and she sent me on this like loop and it was just this idea that this character had was like a f- just playing me in order to go do mm-hmm. all of these chores and then sent me on like this death errand 
And and I was just like, really? That this happens? <laughs> and and she was playing like she was like some damsel in distress. And I was just like, that's awesome. This was the first side quest I come across in the, in this game, and that's the kind of stuff they're making me do. That's great. Okay. I'm I'm down yeah. with this. Um, and and I'm probably mistold parts of it. I, I need to go back and find that quest again. But um, mm-hmm. it, it was it wasn't the specifics so much as it was the attitude of this is what's going on. The misdirection, the damsel in distress, and then sending you off on some goose chase in order to do something, and then all of a sudden, of course, yeah, the the end is not what you expect, and it's something else. Um, mm-hmm. th- that was huge. I thought that was amazing. And then from that point on, I was like. Maybe I should be doing the side quests, <laughs> you know, maybe I don't need to mainline this and try to just finish the story and, and level my character just doing the main quest. Maybe I should come across things and do them and actually read the text and listen to the characters talk. This sounds really cool. So that's that's what got me going down down that path. And um, and I've actually been considering jumping back into Mark Hearth, um, which I haven't jumped back into yet, because as I mentioned, I fell into World of Warcraft hole. Um, but. To, I want to jump back in there and start doing some more like en- adventures of Sir Robots um, and putting it up on the uh, the podcast feed for you guys to listen to me role play a character through those adventures because I think some of the adventures are so really interesting and well written so um, so I'm excited to jump into that stuff so that's my perspective yeah. on it what do you guys think well I was going to say one thing I love about this podcast is that it makes the side quests a lot more interesting because you learn about the lore and you're like, Oh my gosh, like I, I literally just learned about it on a podcast and it like randomly pops up in a side quest in Grotwood or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it really interesting instead of just doing the MMO grind to get to late game content or something. Yeah. And when a character says something like, Oh, by, by so-and-so and names a character that you know the name of because you've actually invested in the lore and you go oh or you know like happens to drop like vermina in a conversation like if you don't know the lore you don't know what that means but if you do you go okay is this is this person poisoning people and making them sick like there's some sort of association here with vermina so something's going on that's a red flag but if you don't know the name you don't know the lore you don't you don't get that until all of a sudden it's like obvious and in your face right For me, I'll say, I love this podcast, and I remember when I first started listening, Tom's all over here, like, oh, man, I'm going to do every quest (laughs) before Elsewhere comes out. Yeah, that was my goal. That was my goal. I got pretty close. Um, Yeah, man. There's stuff in... You got to keep it up, There's there's stuff in the... Until you get that Tamriel Hero title, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Is that the one for a thousand? No, it's for um, completing like each zone's amount of quests, and mm-hmm. then including all the ones in Cyrodiil too. Oh, yeah. oh, that's actually not that bad. Yeah, I got pretty close. I've done uh, the the biggest place where I don't have quests finished is in the Aldmeri Dominion, but I've been through almost every other zone and knocked out all the quests. Pretty well, much. Only got half of. Of the rift and East March, and then, then I've got it. Wow, there you go. Nice, there you go. Yeah. All right, nice. that's what I'm talking about. The, the EP zones are the toughest because they have, like, if you go look at the uh grand adventure for each zone in Evanheart, they're like all plus 50. So, yep. like, whoo, totally. Yeah, 
It's it's definitely steep, and uh, even though they're my favorite faction, their quests are a little more disjointed, mm-hmm. in my opinion, than some of the other storylines. Um, I don't know. It it just bounces around a decent bit com- compared to you know a little more of a linear connected story of uh, well, very much Eldmere Dominion, and then slightly less daggerfall um and then yeah ep's ep's a little little jumping all over the place just don't like the ep because they maybe this is my experience but they just like wreck everybody in cyrodiel at least like yeah, that's because yes, they just we do. run around with freaking zergs of like 40 people like it's just all awesome. they do like the whole server is coming at you every time you fight the rep <laughs> don't get me started we don't want to get Bob started because I'm here busy trucking everybody in Cyrodiil with my Zerg (laughs) it's all it's all Lotus with a multi-box he has 40 accounts (laughs) he just multi-boxes them I got 40 accounts (laughs) that's why this is this is why he doesn't pay for uh for the subscription is because if he paid for subscription for 40 accounts that'd be 15 dollars times 40 that's a lot of money yeah, I, that's I, more than like six hundred dollars a month. For that. <laughs> that's like that's more. That's almost as much as my child support payments were back in the day. No joke. <laughs> this, this, is, this is like part of my impetus for my new build was literally so I could go solo into Cyrodiil and not be just wrecked by <laughs> EP. Like that was literally mo- part of my motivation for my build. Yeah, that's a good way to do it, honestly, especially yeah. in Cyrodiil. Like, it's a good way to start and get in there because mm-hmm. you could get your feet wet and just try and uh, get a little bit of damage out there, but still have some fun with some survivability. So, honestly, yeah, cool stuff, guys. Um, I feel like I feel like we're getting to the end of the show. Why don't we go through? We'll go backwards through everybody and do some shout outs and anything that you want to talk about that you're doing. You want to rep or just letting people know how to get a hold of you. Why don't we why don't we do that? Let's go back to uh, let's go back to Bob and then we'll finish up with me and Lotus at the end. So, Bob. Sure. Yeah. Start with the one who's going to talk the most first. Right. So <laughs> let me pull out my long list here. Um uh, yeah, so if you guys want to ever chat anything Elder Scrolls, I'm always in the Robots Radio Discord. You can also catch me on Twitter at Bob underscore Chichinsky. But most importantly, uh, go check out our podcast. We're part of the Robots Radio Network, the Red Diamond Courier. Um, we're always talking all things Elder Scrolls Online, in-game stuff, plus all the other you know news and etc. Plus, you get to Find out how your faction's doing in Cyrodiil. You hear us talking about EP in there. Find out whether the Daggerfall Covenant is leading all of them or not. Every time someone says EP, I hear EP, and then I'm like, "Mm." Um. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, it makes your EP better if you join the EP. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a coincidence. But anyways. But anyways. Yeah, yeah, go check out their show. uh, They'll they'll update you on all that stuff every week. Robots has even been there, you know, and Lotus been too. There. So we've mm-hmm. been there. Yeah, yeah. we visit. Check we go out. on vacation there sometimes. Um, <laughs> it's true. A, it's it's a great vacation spot. Beautiful views. Um, you know, etc. Yeah, we're in Cyrodiil. You know, in, in the Imperial City. So yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, Bribon, what do you got? 
Um, I would just say if you want to reach out to me, I'm on Discord or Instagram at Big Bear Bats. That's what my logo is. It's my side baseball bat company like we've talked about before. It's yeah. kind of strange, but anyway. No, it's um, cool. It's very cool. Yeah, I, think I, uh, I was saying it's very cool. Thanks. Um, but other than that, I don't have much. I just say that carry yourselves in the you know from a mental health and a physical health standpoint in our crazy world right now i think for sure <laughs> important to do that and so however you need to do that i give you permission to do that <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for permission <laughs> awesome and kung fu kangaroo how can people get hold of you if people would like to get in touch with me they can reach me on twitch it's kung fu kangaroo Replace the O's with U's. Uh, if you want to reach me on the Discord, it's just Kung Fu Kangaroo. Uh, Gamertag on Xbox is primarily where I'm playing right now. Uh, that is just in the letter N, and then you spell out the word seven space and then the word legend. So it's in seven legend. So reference to Mass Effect if anyone plays that game. So, yeah, hey. totally. Yep. <laughs> Um, Lotus, what do you have going on lately? Um, not too much. I, um, started on PC. So, um, as, as one of the extra life things, um, we had mentioned. So, uh, I am on PC now. Uh, it's still not my main account, but I do float around there. I'm trying to get up to 160 CP so that I can uh, run pretty much any vet stuff. Uh, you know, do group with people. That's why I made the account. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I'm Lotus of Doom pretty much wherever. If you need to get a hold of me, want to just, you know, chat or whatnot. And then um, if you're interested in listening to me more for some reason, <laughs> uh, I am also one of the co-hosts <laughs> over at Tales of Tamriel with uh, Hyper Pixie, who hit us with a uh, nice raid a little yes. while ago. Also, Thank you. shout out to her for uh, making the official ESO stream team. Uh, very, very deserving. So I'm congratulations super pleased to see her join the team and um yeah uh other than that uh yeah that's that's no i think that's pretty much it from me awesome awesome and and thank you also to united wastelanders network for their raid as well we've had both hyper pixie and, and united yes. wastelanders network raid the uh the live show and if you guys haven't been joining the live show come join us say funny things in the chat try to get us to, to crack up because uh i enjoy doing that to other shows so <laughs> come do it to me um so thank you everybody for being here. Uh, the, the one thing I want to call out, I, I mentioned at the beginning beginning of the show that we're starting up some more guild events. So if you want to join the Lorecasters Guild, just check out the the Discord. It is in the show notes. There's a link. Um, there's a bunch of other links in the show notes for all sorts of things. So go check that stuff out. And I am doing a treadmill morning workout thing on stream. Uh, I'm trying to do at least three times a week, so probably Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Uh, but come join me. I'll, I'll be on stream 10.30-ish in the morning Eastern time, playing games, chatting with you guys. It's a it's a great time for you to just jump in and, and keep me company uh, while I play games and walk on a treadmill, because I, I raise my desk up and I put a treadmill underneath my desk. And it's it's actually very difficult to do, because playing games and streaming is like multitasking because you're now talking to people managing the stream and playing the game at the same time but once you start adding coordination like moving your legs and running around with a character it gets really weird so come enjoy that and if i fall down during the stream i'll give everybody something for free 
you're not giving me a lot of confidence because my <laughs> other extra life goal is I need to run a 5k while doing vet dungeons in ESO oh on God. a treadmill. It's use um, a controller. It's a good thing you, you prefer controller. Yeah, That's easier. Controller, Moving but... a mouse while it like, okay, so here's, here's my quick, quick description. Cause I've got like the miles per hour thing on the treadmill readout. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I start, I start out around one and a half to two miles per hour. It's pretty, you know, regular, quick walking pace right you go up to three miles per hour and now you're pushing like a light jog you get up to yeah. four and you you have to jog right once you hit that three mark your head is doing this while you're walking <laughs> so the screen everything on the screen is moving plus your shoulders oh yeah I, so if you're trying to manage a, a mouse while doing that you can't aim at anything it doesn't work so you need a controller yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's luckily I do, but that's still just hearing like, oh yeah, I do a walk, and it's like, oh man, I was gonna try to like make, you know, I obviously my timing ain't gonna be great. You can but do it. You can do I was it. Like I was, yeah, I was like, oh boy, this sounds. I I just need to surround myself with a lot of pillows so that when yes. I inevitably face plant during uh -huh. the stream, uh -huh. I at least roll into pillows. Right, and, uh, and make sure you have the little clip. I've got the arm. I've got the clip right here. Yeah, the little the clip, clip. Yeah, the little bell clip because yeah, 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 because yeah. the the thing you you snap it on, it pulls off, turns off the thing. Because mm -hmm. if you if you don't do that, the treadmill will tear your flesh off, and then you, oh, yeah. you will never be on a treadmill ever again. Um, the other mm -hmm. thing that's super weird, just to kind of add it in here at the end, is the fact that you are walking forward at a brisk brisk pace or jogging in your case and then all of a sudden your character because when you're running around you're not only moving forward right you move sideways or backwards and your brain goes my legs need to change direction <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah super weird it's super weird um so practice maybe practice before you do the whole running thing maybe that might yeah. be good um and those will probably be the saddest vet dungeon things <laughs> like imaginable. People are gonna be like, "Why did you die this time?" And you because because I hit left. <laughs> They're gonna be like, yeah, "What?" And I, you're like, "I hit I, left with my." I tried to dodge roll, <laughs> but instead I like sidestepped in real life and walked yes. off the actual treadmill. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. But it's it's one of my goals. I want to get in better shape. I'm you know. I'm a number of pounds heavier than I was in the past and now I haven't been exercising <laughs> as much, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, this is, this is what I, I plan to at least get started by doing this. Also, if you, uh, if you get some of the stream loot packs, packs, which I was giving away earlier in the chat, some of those have things like make me do 10 pushups or increase the speed of the treadmill. So there's all sorts of fun things you can do to um, make it harder on me. So anyway, sorry, what was that? Turn left. Or you turn left, <laughs> hit the left button. Oh God, no. Yeah. Oh, there's some funny ones like uh, play one handed um, or uh, turn your headphones around, like put the left on your right ear and the right on your left ear. So somebody's going to come up with some sort of concoction of cards where they spam like three cards at the same time that that just throw me for a loop and I'm going to die and I will die on stream. And it's just blindfolded. Yeah, blindfolded. And I'm gonna be like, oh, my God. And then I'm going to faceplant. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be amazing. All right. Enough of this. If you're interested in coming hanging out with me, I would really appreciate it. I love just chatting with you guys while playing games and stuff. So um, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you to our live uh, Twitch chat friends and the people who raided and the people who brought the raids and those of you who are listening in your ear holes while doing all the other things you're doing. Um, thank you for supporting the show. I really do appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. So stay safe out there and until next time you know i don't know find find a way to relax because everybody we just need to 
dude, we need to relax. The world just needs to be, yeah. like, it's been too stressful. Everybody just, you know. I'm always relaxed. Yeah. Everyone be Bob. Everybody be Bod Chichinsky. <laughs> Where's the beach? All right. Where's the beach? We'll see you next time. Beach. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks or Zenimax Studios, and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESOLorecast. If you'd like to help support the show, check out the rewards you can get at patreon.com slash Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. Thanks to our patrons for support, especially our tier five patrons, including Noodle Al Dente. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Hello, gentle listener. Every Friday, be sure to tune in. What the hell are you doing, Ampersand? (laughs) Hi, Charlie. I'm sorry I broke in. I thought I was the only one to talk to myself. Well, I'm letting everyone know about the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. It's a 5e live play podcast. Join us every week. Where do we find it, yo, crusty coot? Uh, anywhere you can get all your podcasts. Woohoo! You'll find it every Friday, you stupid cat! <laughs>